Today's episode of Mike G in the Morning is brought to you by Elite Tactical Armory. EliteTacticalArmory.com and PACommercialArmory.com. Good morning to our loyal WFYL listeners around the world. Welcome back to your Philadelphia Friday, only on Fox News Radio. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in once again, because you still have the right to hear and the right to be heard. We're here with you on 1180 AM and broadcasting real time at 1180WFYL.com. Coming to you straight from the birthplace of liberty here in the greater Philadelphia area. And we continue to fight day in and day out as your voice of freedom in the Delaware Valley. I'm attorney Mike Jeremita from Jeremita Law Offices, but everybody knows me as Mike G., and you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters. And you can listen to our program every Friday at 7 a.m. Eastern, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. So let's be heard. I want to remind our listeners of the powerhouse lineup we've got here at Fox News Radio, WFYL. We've got Scott Adams bringing you the Scott Adams Show weekdays from 9 a.m. until noon. Intellectual giant Ben Shapiro bringing you the Ben Shapiro Show weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Second Amendment advocate Dana Lash coming at you weekdays from noon right until Ben Shapiro. And finally, we've got Michael Savage bringing you the Savage Nation for two full hours weekdays at 6 p.m. So don't forget to tune in and show them some love. I also want to remind our listeners that you can participate in the free and open exchange of thoughts and ideas throughout the entire week by utilizing the Mike G in the Morning social media platforms. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash Mike G in the Morning. Don't forget to like our page. Our YouTube channel is Mike G in the Morning. Don't forget to like our videos and subscribe. Our Twitter handle is at Radio Mike G. And we've also got a screen name on the Instantgrams website. Our screen name on those Instantgrams is Mike G in the Morning. And with that, you know what time it is. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. I want to remind our listeners that today's episode, Mike G in the Morning, is brought to you by our great sponsors over at Elite Tactical Armory. That's EliteTacticalArmory.com and PACommercialArmory.com. I often ask callers when they call on in, what's on your mind? Well, this morning, I'll let you know a little bit about what's on my mind. You know, a lot of people are very discouraged about the state of the world today. A lot of people are discouraged about what they see going on in our country. 
People are seriously beginning to wonder whether this is sustainable. Whether the downfall of our great republic is imminent, and this is something that we'll see in our lifetime, and sooner rather than later. Now, I'm sure that nobody listening to this program remembers having anything but a two-party system. Everything I have observed growing up included a left versus a right. And then, you know, you've occasionally got these independent or third-party candidates jump in. They might win a state or a local election here and there. Or, God forbid, they run for president. Everybody goes absolutely bananas and loses their damn minds because they're worried they'll take votes away from the wrong candidate. But for as long as I've remembered, we've had a left versus a right. We have a two-party system. Elections are always us versus them. And people have the mindset that, hey, I fight for my set of values versus another set of values or lack thereof, depending on who you ask. You can say that we're fighting for things like gun rights. You can say that we're fighting for the rights of the unborn. You could say that we're fighting for the freedom of religion, that we're fighting for justice. But I think what we're really fighting for in this election is fairly simple. It's liberty versus the mob mentality. Liberty versus the mob mentality. And I really mean that. Think about what's going on. You can be shamed. You can be accused, canceled, attacked. Your life and business destroyed simply for having the wrong opinion. And this is more so than ever before. You know, in so many years of the history of America, there have always been arguments. But with the legitimate argument, you have two people fighting against one another, and they both have a chance to fight evenly, fight fairly with all that they've got. But what we're fighting against now is an entirely different ball game. Because in this fight, one side has the matches and the gasoline. <laughs> they've got everything. They've got the media. They've got the education system. They've got the tactics to control. And they completely disarm the other side altogether. They run out there saying, no, you don't have the right to fight. Because what we're fighting for is correct, and what you're fighting for is wrong. So you can't fight. They'll say what you're fighting for is racist. It's sexist. It's misogynist. It's bigoted. It's intolerant. It's regressive, they'll say. 
of course, us cavemen over here with our Bibles and our firearms and our family values, right? Yet these mob mentality leftists tell us, if you try to fight, we will cancel you. We will silence you. And we will shut down your livelihood. We'll boycott you. We'll put you out of business. And we'll do it because your belief is wrong and ours is right. And therefore, you can't even come to the fight. You are not to speak. If we take a step back and look in aerial view, let's look at the thousand foot view of wars that have gone on in other countries. What I envision is the media shots of a mob of people going absolutely crazy. Think about it. They're violently burning flags, mass chaos, hurling threats of death to an entire people, death to America, we've seen them say, referring to us as devils, hurling bombs and Molotov cocktails, and a mob of people surrounding one person on the floor with no hope whatsoever. Look at these other countries throughout time. One side has the control and they simply decimate the other. Mob rule. And make no mistake about this. This is why the Second Amendment is so important and what makes us different from other countries. And I'll tell you this, we're talking about left versus right, but... Hey, leftists are welcome to exercise their Second Amendment rights. We encourage them to do that. We welcome that. We love that. That's the difference between these sides. But instead, one side is trying to tell the other side what they can and cannot have. What they can and cannot do. Or that they can't come to the fight. Or that they have to come to the fight with their heads down and their hands tied behind their back. Because with the left, they believe what they're saying is gospel, right? In their minds, this is true and correct and shall not be questioned. How dare we? Well, if I take a step back and look at these other countries, I tell you what, we're starting to look a whole lot like them. And this is not what America is about. We are not going to be ruled by the mob. We are not going to stand for it. Because Americans love liberty. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. I want to remind our listeners that today's episode of Mike G in the morning is brought to you by Elite Tactical Armory, your off-site firearm storage solution in the Lehigh Valley. Elite Tactical Armory is a commercial armory 
where you can rent secure storage for your firearms. You can use their facilities for any reason you'd need to store firearms outside of your home. Whether you're traveling out of town or you're dealing with false accusations, you've got legal problems, maybe a family member's on probation or parole, or maybe you just run out of room for all your precious babies, Elite Tactical Armory is the storage solution for you. You can find more information about Elite Tactical Armory at EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. That's EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. Remember, it's important to support those who support freedom. And be sure and tell them Mike G sent ya. So now that we've got that out of the way, I want to get back to Philly Chris. Philly Chris, you with us? Yeah. Hey, Mike. Hey, Russ. So you're beginning to tell us last week about issues that we're going to have moving forward with currency in this country. I, w- I want to pick up where we left off. And there's been some more in the news about that this week, hasn't there? Yeah, you know, I've been taking a look at that, Mike, and trying to uh, keep an eye on what's going on with, uh, you know, our currency and the world currencies and taking a look at the uh, gold and silver pricing. Um, You know, as we talked about last week with our currency and most other currencies being a a fiat currency uh, during times like this where they're printing additional money, the quantitative easing that's taking place, it, you know, eventually will have a a significant impact on. Can you um, explain that in regular person terms, quantitative easing? Yeah, basically that is the additional uh, printing of money. So essentially the Federal Reserve, the central banks, are creating an you know additional money in the in the supply um, of the currency being used you know right now in the country, so uh, you know basically with uh, supply and demand as we talked about a little bit last week, um, pretty much any time even with currency you have more of something the overall value of it becomes uh, lower. So and and I think we're seeing a little bit of that also in the marketplace right now. I've been keeping an eye on prices myself and been talking to some folks in other areas of the country and certain products in the grocery store, for example, and other things that we're seeing out in the marketplace are going up, you know, above and beyond uh, normal uh, inflationary pressures that we've seen in the past. And we may continue to see that. So it's an indicator um, we want to look at. And something else I've noticed interesting here in the Philadelphia area uh, is the, the coin shortage recently in the past week or so. Uh, physical coins, you know, quarters, dimes, nickels, all that, for some reason right now are becoming uh, short uh, in supply. As a matter of fact, I was at the uh, 7-Eleven in my area, and they even had a sign right on the counter, right. and they actually said it was due to the Federal Reserve. So They said things- that. So I've had people sending me these signs for yes, a little while yes. now. I'd say a couple of weeks at this point, and right, they'll be at right. the Wawa or something, and they'll have that sign on the door. Right. None of them said anything having to do with the Federal Reserve, I don't believe. So yeah. they just came, came on out there and said that's what's going on here. Right. <laughs> you see, my, my theory before they said that was that all the coins in the world are at my dad's house because he keeps them in, in this uh, big water tank somewhere in the house, right? <laughs> we need to head over there. They might be worth more right now. Yeah. Every, everybody's got that family member who stores up all the coins, right? Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, so they, they, they significantly uh, singled it out to the Federal Reserve. So what do you think happens from here? 
Yeah, it's a good question. You know, there's a lot, there's so much going on, obviously, you know, as we've been talking about over the past several weeks and months. So um, I'm trying to look at the various indicators to really see where this is headed. But that's interesting. I mean, I don't remember a time I've ever seen during my life where all of a sudden the coins um, kind of dried up in in the, the supply chain. So some people are talking about the possibility of the Federal Reserve and the government trying to shift people away from physical currency, you know, coins and paper money over to um, electronic means of payment, credit cards, debit cards, things of that nature, obviously. So, you know, I want, I think it's important to keep an eye on this and see where it does go, because if, you know, uh, paper money um, becomes more limited and people have to go to those electronic methods, it could impact certain individuals who maybe currently don't have access to a credit card or banks. Sure. You know, so that sure. becomes a problem. Um, now, there have been times in our country's history where they've uh, at least uh, changed or shifted the, the way the physical currency has worked, right? During war times, they've changed the materials, perhaps, that they've used for certain coins. Yeah, uh, early on, of course, the coins had more intrinsic value because they had precious materials, and then they started to dilute it. You know, that's basically what happened in Rome. They started to nip the coins and then melt them down with other metals. So, and, and essentially, right now, we're 100% fiat, meaning, as we talked about last week, there's no intrinsic value. It's not backed by gold anymore. So, yeah, and, and, you know, some people are talking about. Trump, you know, possibly trying to release a new currency that is backed by gold. You know, if we have enough gold to do that um, on the world stage, you know, that would be pretty interesting to change from, you know, the fiat system that Nixon put us under back to something like that. Um, and then gold and silver most likely would go up significantly. And other people are talking about Bitcoin uh, potentially being a future, you know, currency, some sort of electronic currency. And I have some suspicions about what's going on with the satellites, as we've talked about on the show, regarding what uh, Elon Musk is putting up. And they've already acknowledged that that will be part of the, the new banking system because transactions between the international stock markets uh, will be able to uh, have a much higher refresh rate, meaning trading could be much faster, more accurate, and um, you know, there wouldn't be the delay that you, you see right now around the, the global uh, electronic uh, system regarding the, the market. So, so so a couple of things, Chris. If, if they were to completely get rid of physical currency and make it completely electronic, uh, let's take the gold out of the equation for now. Sure, sure. Um, but wouldn't that be a very easy way for the government to say, okay, because everything's electronic now and not everybody has a debit card, what we're going to do is we're going to implant this chip into everybody's hand. And <laughs> yeah, that sure. way we can confirm your identity. Nobody can hack it, right? It's unhackable. Right. And sure. that's the way it's going to work. Right? Don't you think it's just too easy for them to say that at that point? It really is. And, you know, we've talked about some of that on the show and I've seen some, you know, I don't think we could talk about it enough, to be honest with you, because uh, these are the types of ideas that are going to start to be introduced and uh, things that maybe sounded crazy to people at one point in time are going to start to say, eh, maybe that's not so crazy. Maybe that's that's a good idea. Maybe that makes sense. Yeah. Meaning people might be more comfortable doing it. Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, absolutely. And it's interesting to see that every week and every month that has passed during this, you know, pandemic, they are continually ramping up 
um, those changes just enough that, like you said, people seem to be getting more comfortable with it. Um, so yeah, it's real concerning. Yeah. I mean, I certainly don't want to chip. Uh, I know you don't, and I can't imagine people really would want that. Oh, I don't want it is not the way to yeah, phrase right. it. <laughs> <not to. laughs> I have one available for sale right now. I've been working on a prototype, so, um, uh, the words no chance along with a bunch of other words <laughs> I can't say on the air come right. to mind. <laughs> uh, I'll put it that way when it comes to putting a cha- uh, chip into your body or any kind of implant going right. into the body. So that's one thing. Another thing, a question I've got, and I am by no means any currency expert, but these are just sort of the, sort of the questions that, that come to my mind as a curious individual. I understand that you talk about things being backed by gold and how that's important. I understand that's always been the case for the most part they, you know, throughout the history of mankind. Right. People yeah. have always recognized that there is an intrinsic value to gold. My question is sort of the why, because you we wear it around your neck, right? Everybody's right. got a, a yeah. gold cross in Brooklyn and things of that nature. But sure. if things really went down, so suppose it's really the end of the world, there's no... No, no government anymore. There's no stores. There's let's say there's no currency in and of itself. The dollar's completely worthless, and we've got to go around to different uh, tribes in the community. Let's say like people right. who have banded together, and we have to to trade. Now, if I showed up with gold, or let's say somebody showed up to my place and said, "Hey, you know, can you give me some? I don't know, food. Yeah. I've got gold." At that point, when everything else is crumbled around, there's no more society. I don't know that I would want that gold. I think I'd probably be like, well, uh, I don't know about that. Do you have do you have a couch or do you have like ammunition? <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, no. It's, I could probably use a couch or, or ammunition or some cigars <laughs> rather than right. gold at this point. What am I going to do with the gold if there's no more right. society? Uh, um, is there an answer for that? Because I've heard people say that things like ammunition could potentially become currency. Yeah, yeah totally. There's a real yeah. destruction of society. What do you got to say? I think it's a great question, and by no means am I any expert, of course. I've taken an interest in this over the years, and I'm trying to you know, delve into it a little bit more as we discuss it on the show. But some of the, the explanations I've seen regarding your question, Mike, is that a lot of those things are really a, a store of, of wealth, you know, accumulated wealth, whether it's bullets that you purchased and you're storing, which I know a lot of people are doing right now, and you can trade them, you could use them in a barter type system. You know, the intrinsic value with uh, gold and silver is it is a really, truly limited resource. Obviously, there's so much, only so much of it on the earth, and it's very difficult to, to get more. And sometimes it can be more expensive to mine it than it's, you know, worth doing so. So it, it's really, um, you know, the big thing I think with what's going on with any fiat currency system is if we do have that hyperinflation and all of a sudden the dollar decreases in value, especially on the world stage. And I don't even want to think about, you know, if another country, let's say China, were to come out with some sort of new gold based currency and and then all of a sudden the central banks recognize that as the world currency instead of our dollar, our OPEC dollar, you know, that would really change, you know, uh, the economics here and shift everything. But uh, to answer your question, the silver and gold are really a, a great store of wealth. And a lot of folks in the investment industry right now are suggesting diversification into either true hard metals where you have it, like you would have your bullets, you know, at home or somewhere safe, of course. Don't tell people where you put it unless you want to give me a call. But anyway, <laughs> but you know, the, the thing about it is, What's interesting is if the the currency does change, and at some point it will collapse, you know, and it's looking like it could happen sooner than later, 
what will happen is if there's a new currency backed by gold, let's say, then they kind of compress the, the dollar back down into some base rate currency. And then naturally the gold and silver would, would really shoot up significantly um, because then we're going back to a, a limited system instead of the fiat, which they can just print you know, as um, much as they want. They would have they to want. have yeah. enough gold to back it up under the other system. And that's why the dollar becomes limited as well. It's interesting. It's interesting. I still don't know what I would say if somebody showed up to my door or my camper compound yeah, <laughs> with a sure. piece of gold. My instinct is to say, dude, I really don't need a necklace right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have to be careful because, you know, it's pretty easy to make that stuff look fake. Um, the Silver Eagles are kind of neat. A lot of people buy those and there's a ring test you can do if you hold one on a balance it on your finger and you take another one and tap it, it'll have a very specific frequency because the 0.999 silver resonates at a very specific tone. And there are, of course, uh, fakes out there. They come from all over. Quite a few have come in from China, apparently, and they look legit. But um, if you know it to listen for, you can do that ring test out at a coin show, for example, and you can tell pretty quickly that it's not pure silver. So we should do a video. We should do a video on uh, the Mike G in the morning YouTube page where you demonstrate the ring test. Oh, Did yeah. You that's do that? Idea. Sure, sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have some silver yeah. equals, uh, just a couple, um, yeah. you know, that uh, we could yeah. use that for. That'd be great. That's a good idea. Yeah, sounds good. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. Chris, I want to ask you, as uh, someone who believes in the Second Amendment, uh, given the things that have been going on around us, not only uh, with respect to the currency, with respect to the government, but we just see a lot of hostility among the citizens. Uh, We're seeing different kinds of crimes being carried out. The amount of... Uh, self-defense situations I've had to deal with has gone up exponentially. And these are situations where people have to legitimately defend themselves to protect themselves, to protect their loved ones. And nobody wants to have to do that. I don't care what these Mm anti-gunners on the left say. It's not like uh, people who believe in our Second Amendment and who have the option to protect themselves can't wait to kill somebody. That (laughs) couldn't be farther from the case. I've had people say that. They never have to do this. Pray that day never comes where you have to use your firearm. Uh, But it's been happening more and more often. There are people in that no choice sort of situation. Uh, Are there any anything in particular that goes through your mind as you're out and about on the streets these days uh, seeing what's what kinds of things are going on? Yeah, you know, it is a really wild uh, time right now. And, And when I do go out, there is sort of a different feel out there. And. You know, I like to go out and engage with the, the, the folks out in the public, and I, and I did my videos, which you can find there at Philly Chris on YouTube, back during the, the rioting and all the protesting going on in the city. And I, I love engaging with people, Mike, but there, there is sort of a different feel. And some folks that I had a good relationship with, you know, kind of on the other side of the political fence, if you will, seem to be pulling away, where it's more challenging to have a conversation um, without it getting, you know, escalated. And I've seen this out in the public to answer your question where people are getting into shouting matches or yelling at each other about not wearing masks, uh, or, 
you know, being asked to wear masks. And, and I think it's a good time for all of us to maybe take a step back and try to get to that middle point again, because boy, we we're just, I've never seen it so divided. And every week it seems to be going further in that direction. I mean, I've heard gunshots in the city, uh, quite a bit recently, you know, off in the distance. And I've been following the citizen app that you mentioned, and I've mm-hmm. never seen, you know, so much hard crime, uh, violent the activities, crime, uh, are un- yeah. unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. The amount of activity that we're seeing, it's, it's really a shame People have no choice but to take matters into their own hands with respect to being prepared to protect yourself and your loved ones. Not saying that anybody should be a vigilante and go out there like the movies or anything like that. Uh, But if, if you are relying on or depending upon the police to show up and save you in these types of situations, that's just fantasy. That's just right. right, Having a plan for self-defense, for situational awareness, and for prevention is absolutely a necessity at this point in time. Uh, it's no yeah. longer, uh, we don't have to worry about that. We live in a good neighborhood. There's no such thing anymore. There's no such thing anymore. You have to right. have a plan in place to protect yourself and to protect your family. And you can wish it weren't like that all you want. That's like being an ostrich and burying your head in the sand. That's exactly what right. that is. That is not going to solve the problem. You can say it shouldn't be like this. Oh, you know, I, my, my daughter shouldn't have to have a gun to protect her kids. Well, that's just too bad. We're talking about fantasy versus reality here. The reality is people need to have an option to protect themselves and their loved ones, and they need to take these steps now. You really need right. to take these steps yesterday at this point in time. It's not tomorrow. Yeah. It's not next week. <laughs> this is something you need to seriously consider right now because the bad Absolutely. guys, the criminals, they're not going to show up and make an appointment and tell you, okay, you know, we'll give you a couple of weeks to get your affairs in order. It doesn't work like that. Right. And right, people right. always regret it when it's too late. They say, I should have done something sooner to protect my kids. I should have done something sooner to protect myself so I can make it home to my family. Don't let that happen to you. Don't be too late. Philly Chris, I want to pick up and talk a little bit more about this. But before we do, let's hear a word from our sponsors. Mike G from Mike G in the morning here. I want to tell you a little bit about Elite Tactical Armory, your firearm storage solution in the Lehigh Valley. Elite Tactical Armory is a commercial armory where you can rent secure storage for your firearms. You can find out more information about Elite Tactical Armory at EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. Don't forget to check out Elite Tactical Armory for your firearm storage solutions. For more information, visit EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. That's EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. For those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the morning with The Law Matters, only on Fox News Radio, WFYL. Now, Chris, you mentioned a little something. You're talking about the the hostility uh, politically out there where uh, people are becoming violent and aggressive. And that's really not even the only manner in which we see this kind of behavior. Even if it's not necessarily physical, we live right now in a time where if you say the wrong thing, you'll, you'll try to be fired from your job, right? They'll try to get you fired, boycotted, all kinds of things like that. We've seen it backfire recently with this whole Goya situation. Did you see that story? 
Yeah, I did actually see that, and I and I think I saw the the uh, tweet that Ivanka sent out where she was holding some of the Goya products and talking about it. <laughs> yeah, so, so all so, yeah, the Goya guy cool. did was, was say the president's doing a good job. Is that what's going on? I believe so. Yeah, and you know he actually donated um, quite a bit of food uh, to to some areas around the country. I don't know the specifics uh, very well, but I know he donated some food, and then he was criticized. And sounds I like think a terrible because, guy, right? <laughs> sounds yeah, like a real horrible. jerk. <laughs> and didn't it stem from him being invited to the White House or talking to, to Trump about what was going on? Because they are a huge company. He was at the White House. Yeah. He said something nice about yeah. the president. And who was it that came out after him? One of these cancel culture people. And right. ultimately it backfired. What's her name? Uh, you know what? I is John right now. His wife. Was Chrissy Teigen, yeah. I think her name was. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's unfortunate because right now there are a lot of people in need, you know, and being in the Philadelphia area, you know, I, I, I've seen it. Uh, you know, they're, they're giving out food like I've never seen before, and, and people are running out of funds who have been out of work and things of that nature. So to, you know, go up against someone who's – and he's really neutral. He's not taking, you know, any sides, and everyone eats food, right? Like we all eat, right? Or is that different <laughs> <now> too? <laughs> How and it's good food. They, ha- they have great food, actually. How so, uh, yeah, it's What's that? How dare he, right? <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's uh, that's an unfortunate uh, situation that we're seeing right there. And and another example of why why, don't we, why can't we just come to some sort of middle ground? And I, I worry about that divide, you know, that we're seeing, Mike, and it just seems to be increasing. And now we're seeing more restrictions in this area and other uh, democratically controlled cities. So we'll see where this goes. But right now... Um, you know, it looks like it's it's going in a more negative direction than maybe it was a few weeks ago. But hopefully I'm wrong. Yeah, I want to circle back to that. Her name is Chrissy Teigen. And she jumped on the, this uh, Goya. It was the president or the CEO of Goya. I feel like a knucklehead now. I don't even know what his title was. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> so much but, in the media right now. So all right. So but she came out uh, against Goya saying boycott Go- Goya, cancel Goya. Well, some people right. went through her Twitter profile and saw th- some things that were at the very least unflattering. I don't know which of them are accurate versus uh, doctored. I don't right. want to make okay. them. These things are so violently disgusting. Right. And absolutely repulsive, absolutely despicable that I don't want to make a mistake of getting it wrong and promoting one of the false tweets because that would be really, really, really bad. So I'm just going to encourage everybody to Google Chrissy Teigen tweets. Uh, It looks like her name is spelled here C-H-R-I-S-S-Y T as in tango E-I-G-E-N You can look up the tweets for yourself. I, I absolutely horrifying the things that are being said which brings me it really makes me think of that documentary out of the shadows that you suggested we watch chris oh yeah right sure things that yeah. are going on in the entertainment business and right. how uh, to some degree there are certain people in the entertainment industry or some of these elites sort of flaunting these behaviors uh, sure. dangling them in front of the public's eyes, almost like uh, it's more thrilling to see if potentially they'll get caught, you know? Right, right. 
But I, I encourage everybody to, to look into this, look this up. I sound like Eddie Bravo now. You got to look into it. Right? <laughs> right, right, right. Well, you know, there's, there's so many things going on at once, and it is, uh, you know, a challenge to get to the specifics, and there's a lot of misinformation and propaganda, obviously. Um, so, yeah, it's good advice to go out and look into it with your own eyes and, and see for yourself what's going on, of course, which is what we're trying to do here with the show, provide facts. But, uh, boy, it's such a difficult time to get to the facts, isn't it? Oh, forget it. Yeah, forget yeah. It. Why don't we start off with uh, rapid fire with Philly, Chris? I'm sure you got a list of topics we could discuss over there. Yeah, sure. I, I did put some things together. Um, you know, I was taking a look into some of the things that are currently going on with the virus and uh, noticed uh, there was a study recently in, in Germany that found that there was no evidence that uh, coronavirus spreads in the schools. That was reported by the Telegraph. And we're hearing some of those things here, even though, you know, a lot of the cities want to continue to keep the schools closed. Um, no spreading in the schools. That's what they're saying. Yeah, they're saying that. How with is the that children. possible? How, how could it spread otherwise? I mean, isn't that the prime environment for anything to spread? I mean, I, I love my godchildren so. and everything, yeah, but, but right. kids are yeah. generally germ bags, no? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> living, breathing germ saying... bags. <laughs> right, right. I guess their immune systems are so strong. I was looking at some of the the research on it, and they're just uh, you know showing in those areas where the children. Um, are still together in groups that it's not spreading the way that you would think. Like you huh. said, it, it almost goes against what um, we would think of as kids running around getting all dirty, but uh, apparently not. Uh, you know, we talked about the coin shortage. I had that listed here. Um, uh, this was interesting. The Journal of Nature reported uh, on May 27th that the respiratory virus shedding and exhaled breath and the uh, efficacy of the face mask, when we're talking about the masks, which we've been talking about on the show and everyone's talking about in the media, uh, the major limitation of their study was the large proportion of uh, participants with undetectable viral shedding in exhaled breath for each of the viruses studied. And they went on to say that uh, they could have increased the amount of time they looked at it over 30 minutes. But they're basically finding that in exhaled breath, if we're talking about the virus being aerosoled, some people are saying, how long does it last in the air? Um, for up to a 30-minute period, it was very, very small. So some so, new research coming out on that. They were, they were examining the, the coverings themselves. So Yeah, they were actually... Um, so this guy's breathing into this mask for however long, and then they look and they try to see if it's on the mask, on the inside of the mask. This was actually um, without the mask. So even without the mask, there wasn't much there. Basically saying that the masks oh. are doing what people believe they're doing. Yeah. So oh. this was without the mask. Um, so in, in the exhaled breath anyway. But they talk about the droplets. So there could still be something there if you're you you know you're ejecting the droplets. But, you know, again, it's just this back and forth. And it seems like the so-called experts are leading us down both different depending on their perspective on the masks. So uh, I, more to come on that. I want I got to tell everybody about this. So I was in court um, Wednesday. Right. And so obviously they've got all kinds of mask procedures. They got to take your temperature on the way in. You get into the courtroom and you, you've got to sit in certain designated locations. And uh -huh. I've, I'm a caretaker for somebody who's severely at risk, so I'm extra, extra careful. 
Uh, and I've spoken numerous times about how there's a difference between taking your own precautionary measures and the government mandating that somebody do that. I think that You're our right. listeners understand that. But I'm sitting there in the courtroom and it is very difficult to breathe with an N95 mask in some of these courtrooms because they're extremely stuffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it wasn't exactly cool out on Wednesday. <laughs> no, it hasn't been. And it, I found it honestly difficult to to breathe sitting there. I don't know how much longer I could have taken if the if the proceeding took any longer. But one of the sheriff's deputies, I see him sitting in the corner. He's wearing a mask. He takes the mask down and sneezes. <laughs> oh, man, really? Wow. He takes the mask down and sneezes. So everybody's going to wear these masks <laughs> to, purportedly to prevent us from spreading these germs from right. a droplet. And I think sneezing is like a <laughs> – if you wanted to weaponize the virus – it would be like sneezing right, on right. somebody, projecting it out there with a sneeze. This guy brings the mask <laughs> down to sneeze. And right. I understand that maybe, you know, sneezing in the mask would be gross for you. But what are you supposed to do here? I mean, that's completely yeah, yeah, defeating like the purpose altogether. Why are right. we wearing the yeah. masks in the first place if you're going to be allowed to sneeze out in the open without a mask? That is ridiculous. Right. <laughs> it'd be like, better dude. if you didn't wear it at all and sneezed he puts it on. <laughs> <laughs> right, that'd be better off doing it that way, wouldn't you? Right? right, right. <laughs> How about we don't wear masks and only have to wear the mask before we sneeze, and then we can take it back off, right? <laughs> exactly. Coughing or sneezing, apply the mask immediately. <laughs> immediately. <laughs> oh goodness! Yeah, so much craziness. Here's one point I, I did definitely want to bring up. I was looking at the CDC. Gov site recently, and and um, several weeks back on one of the episodes, we were talking about the tests and you know how the tests are being conducted. This is actually on their site now. Uh, it says a positive test result shows that you might have antibodies from an infection with the virus that caused COVID nineteen. However, there is a chance a positive result means that you have antibodies from an infection with a virus from the same family of viruses called coronaviruses, such as the one that causes the common cold. So now they're acknowledging that the tests are picking up those those false positives uh, from you know the antibodies from uh, having just a regular coronavirus. For so that you know going to back to the- yeah, we did talk right. about in yeah. past weeks. I think all the way back to the beginning of this, when that expert wrote in uh, the infectious diseases, talking yeah. about how the cold is a coronavirus, and this was just right. a novel, a new type of coronavirus, a novel coronavirus. So, exactly. so our te- the the testing numbers that they have do, for a fact, include positives for the common cold. Yeah, and and the problem that I have, and we've talked about the numbers for a long time now, and I've expressed my concerns about the methodologies. I think more is coming out now to back some of what we talked about on the show. Um, You know, for example, uh, there was breaking news in the New York Times, I think it was yesterday, and they're saying that New York City's coronavirus death toll soared past uh, 10,000 after officials added more than 3,700 who had never tested positive for the virus but were presumed to have died of it. So there was no testing. You know, they just add these numbers in, and that's like, you know, roughly 30-something percent there um, that, you know, there's no true scientific empirical data to support that they were truly uh, suffering from the virus itself. And, and you know, I have a member in my family, my daughter, who called. Uh, right, I was just going to say that. Sounds so, like her situation. Yeah, right, 
Exactly. And I know somebody else who uh, it was listed on their death certificate, even though they had it months before and were told by the doctor they had recovered. So, you know, they, they died a few months later, but they still put it on the death certificate. And that stuff is very concerning. You know, the numbers are being manipulated. Is it real? Yeah, I think it's a real virus. But why are the numbers being manipulated so much that, you know, they're shutting the economy down. People are losing their job. They're staying home. You know, our immune systems are being compromised in a lot of ways by doing that, not going outside. So, you know, it, it's just disgusting, in my opinion, honestly, the way this whole thing is being handled. So I had a client who was getting ready to travel and uh, they had some complications, sent me a message saying, hey, um, you know, we might have an issue. I had a, I took a covid blood test, which is required. Oh, yeah. And I tested positive. I'm waiting mm. now for word from a nasal swab test to confirm. And mm. then later on, I found out he got cleared to fly because the second <laughs> okay. test showed that he didn't have the coronavirus. So interesting. I wonder why one test was more reliable than the other. How many false positives are they getting from this first kind of test? And how many are getting a secondary test to confirm the way this guy did? Right. Is that possible yeah. that a lot of people are just getting that first test and that's the end of that? Because I'll tell you what, <laughs> if you told me I had to be in a room with somebody uh, and they took one test and the first one was positive, the second one was negative, I, I'd kind of be a little concerned, wouldn't you, Chris? <laughs> yeah, right. Like if one of them's not accurate or both or whatever. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's crazy. Yeah, I actually saw something else uh, just yesterday about these multiple tests you're talking about, not this exact situation, but in, in some cases they've tested people two or three times and they've tested positive each time and they're rolling those numbers in. So that means oh, the same so they, person you got is throwing the up same person. Okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. So uh, these are data anomalies that are now surfacing. This is some of the stuff we were trying to get our head around, I think, early on. Um, so, you know, who knows? Nobody knows what the numbers are. There's no way to know what they are. But it does appear at this point that there's some, you know, uh, manipulation that's by design or on purpose. Uh, maybe we'll never know the truth. But, uh, you know, these are scientists. These are people in the know. These are uh, so-called experts and the methodologies are just so garbled. There's no such thing as an expert. I think we, I think we, uh, <laughs> came to that conclusion last week. Well, you're right? an expert. <laughs> uh, for those of us just tuning in, you're listening to Mike G in the morning with the law matters only on Fox news radio. W F Y L. I want to remind our listeners that today's episode of Mike G in the morning is brought to you by our good friends over at elite tactical armory. Your off-site firearm storage solution in the Lehigh Valley. Elite Tactical Armory is a commercial armory where you can rent secure storage for your firearms. You can use their facilities for any reason you need to store firearms outside of your home. Whether it's because you're traveling out of town or you're dealing with false accusations. Maybe you've got legal problems or a friend or a family member who's staying with you but they're on probation or parole. Perhaps you just run out of room for all your precious babies. Elite Tactical Armory is the storage solution for you. You can find out more information about Elite Tactical Armory at EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. That's EliteTacticalArmory.com or PACommercialArmory.com. Don't forget to support those who support freedom. And be sure and tell them... Mike G sent ya. Billy Chris, what else do we have on tap for rapid fire? 
here's an interesting story on the lighter side of things, or maybe heavier, depending on how you look at it. Uh, the Metro reported recently that a man tried to uh, suicide himself by, by cop to avoid uh, COVID-19 death. So he was so afraid of succumbing to the virus that he armed himself with an antique revolver and a 12-inch tactical knife covered in ketchup. And uh, I hope it was Heinz. I love Heinz. A little plug there for Heinz. But uh, anyway, he uh, went out and tried to get the police to shoot him because he was so afraid of dying from the virus. And then it was reported later he did actually die from the virus. So not sure what happened there, but uh, some interesting stuff going on. Uh, maybe that's an indicator of the mental health and, and uh, challenges there with all this this chaos that we're, we're dealing with. So. Wow, that that is something else. I don't know. Right. <laughs> that that was the lighter uh, yeah. side of things. You sick human being, you. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I I don't know. Yeah, maybe I said that the wrong I, I'm way. I'm glad I got I friends myself, like you. That, I, yeah, oh, I don't know what that to was a hysterical yeah. story, Chris. No. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I, I just it's like, what's going on? Is it real? I mean, that, Is it not real? True. Everything's. I, but, yeah. you know, you I think about people are feeling strange mentally these days with yeah. everything. It, it's hard. It's hard not to, isn't it? Uh, one thing that right. I've noticed that that's different, not that I, that I, I feel over, some overwhelming way about it, but I have noticed that when you're out in public, first of all, you haven't seen anybody in public for a long, long time, right? And And now that people are back out in public, most of us are seeing people far less often than we used to. And when you are seeing people in public and everybody's got their masks on, what is it that you can't see? What is it that we're not seeing, Chris? With the masks you're saying? Yeah, with everybody wearing masks, what are you not seeing? Uh, their identity. Oh, their identity is one of them. But yeah. one thing that I notice is I'm not seeing people's smiles. Oh, well, yeah, sure. Yeah, there's a no, psychological impact. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. got to be some kind of an impact for that. Not being able to see other people's smiles and smiles back and forth. And maybe I sound like some kind of liberal hippie dippy right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, uh, Wawa addressed your concern. If you go into Wawa's and most of them, they have a sign and that says behind my mask, there is a smile. So oh, apparently okay. they thought it's <laughs> okay. the I, I don't know that that has the same effect, but. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think uh, so. Maybe we could get uh, masks that look like the Joker smile or something like that. And, <laughs> and that'll yeah. be an appropriate substitute, right? <laughs> I have some friends who have uh, bought some interesting masks, especially now that Walmart is requiring masks at all, all locations across the country. Uh, as you know, I was just up in New England, and things were uh, not quite as strict up there, and it was a little easier to get in and out of stores without someone saying something to you, but apparently uh, Walmart is now going to require it at all locations, even those states where it wasn't required before. So, yeah. You know, I had to deal with a defensive shooting over the weekend and I had to be on scene and ended up didn't leave the post until, you know, two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. So I had to stay out of county overnight, oh. which I was thrilled about doing, uh, you know, having sure. the loved one who's at risk and all. But right. I end up going to this hotel and I'm being extra, extra cautious. I got all, all of my protective measures. And not that they weren't taking it seriously out there, but uh, somebody thought it was appropriate to let me know, even though they were wearing a mask, say that, you know, 
just in case just in case we can alleviate your concerns a little bit we've had right. like nine and a half cases in this county since the beginning so <laughs> it definitely is a lot different from uh geographical region to region it uh, is yeah I, I can imagine i have people in oklahoma telling me uh different stories and, and different impressions and even people who are involved in the field of medicine out there. I heard some bogus rumor that just about everybody who went to that Trump rally ended mm-hmm. up getting the coronavirus. Oh, uh, really? Looked into that in a solid they know They know everybody who went, I guess. They have a list somehow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah that, was, that was the second question. The, after the test, right. they said, oh, we need to know your name, and we need to know, did you attend the Trump rally in Tulsa? Because right. apparently, you know, they wanted to make it seem like nobody showed up for the thing. And aside from somebody uh, messed with the whole ticket situation, uh, a lot of people heard about that. But I heard from somebody else, and I'm trying to get them on the program for next week, that there were over 10,000 people outside of the building that were not allowed into the building because there was some kind of confrontation with uh, protesters outside. Did you hear anything oh, about that? I didn't catch that, actually. I, mi- I must have missed that. Sorry. Um, but uh, well, I, I, I didn't hear on. about it either. That's honestly, yeah. I'm surprised okay. you didn't hear about that. I hadn't heard about it until somebody who was at the rally and got and uh, was caught up in the outside part and couldn't get in, told me this. Oh, uh, okay. Right. Yeah. Sure. And I didn't hear it on the news. I, I certainly didn't hear it on CNN. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> guys, yeah, we really it. made a mistake with this one. The whole Trump rally thing, it would have totally been a sellout. There was tens of thousands of people who got stuck outside and couldn't make it in because right. there were these anti-Trump protesters who showed up and caused trouble. And uh-huh. the police had to shut it all down and send people away and not let them into the building. We really blew it. I know that we said that <laughs> Trump is is unpopular and he's not going to win the election. Turns out we were wrong. He's going to win the landslide and absolutely crush Joe Biden. Who are we kidding anyway, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, we've been coming out here saying that uh, Trump's going to lose to this Biden character. Seriously, if any of you bought that, I got a bridge to sell you in Brooklyn. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get that, st- that statement from CNN anytime soon, right, Philly, Philly no, Chris? Never, yeah. No, it's, it's uh, certainly not coming anytime soon. And I think you bring up a good point because, you know, having been in the city, during the protesting and the rioting and so forth, you really didn't see a lot of that stuff covered, you know, in, in that level of detail. So it does seem like they're glossing over the reality of, of, of a lot of things at these events, unfortunately. Yeah. Remember, we talked about the whole Don Lemon situation and we were reading parts from that lawsuit. Not things oh, yeah. that we were just quoting the lawsuit. We weren't making any of that up. We weren't saying what we heard. We were just literally yeah. quoting the lawsuit. So don't get yeah. us in trouble. Um, <laughs> I heard that he went on TV within the last week or so and said Jesus wasn't perfect. Did you hear about oh. that? No, I didn't hear about that. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's kind of the. And <laughs> 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 he, he, it seemed almost like he was trying to appeal to Christians as well. Say, you know, even Jesus wasn't perfect. It's like, hold on a second, dude. <laughs> that's kind of the whole premise of the entire thing here, right? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that's like that. There is no Christianity without Jesus being perfect. That is absolutely a fundamental component <laughs> of the belief system. Uh, that just shows how far off base these people are. And I pray that yeah. the man 
finds Jesus. Uh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rip him in a sense that say that you know he deserves to. Well, deserve. We all deserve to go to hell. But I'm not gonna say that. I hope he die. I hope that the man finds Jesus. Absolutely. But it it just shows you the the disconnect and right. what people are missing about belief systems in general and. It just seems that uh, people, whether it's a thing about Christianity or a thing about your conservative values or, or traditional values, even aside from a whole political aspect or component, uh, right. really becoming less and less able to to even admit that these views are held this day and age. Is that fair? Yeah, that's a yeah, it's an interesting point. Yeah, because it's uh, shifting the reality over to. Uh, belief that's not accurate so and i and i you know on that network we see that all the time so it's um interesting to see that with such a serious topic yeah and, and we saw a lot of the you know the craziness with the the churches being closed and people not being able to go and, and worship so i know we talked about that a little bit on the show too so i think that's improved though for now but who knows what's going to come next with some of these additional uh, restrictions that they're starting to talk about again with the i saw somebody write a comment because somebody said Hey, you know, why is it that abortion clinics are deemed essential and churches are deemed non-essential? And I saw that. I thought that was that was a good point. And you wonder what one of the responses was. You got one of these MSNBC watching leftists. The response was, well, the reason for that is one is essential medical care and the other is a book club. Oh, Oh, my my goodness. goodness. Really? Oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I want to flip out for the person, but I feel legitimately bad for them in my heart. This is a person who's lost. I mean, right. we call him a knucklehead, a dummy all they want, but this is a person who's, who's lost. Right. They don't yeah. see it. They don't see it. No. And there's going to be eternal consequences for things like that. I, yeah, I don't hate true. these people. I feel for these people. I want them to wake up. And I want our side to wake up. I want us to realize how much is at stake here and that this isn't just any other year and that we're a few months away from an election that's going to determine the fate of this republic and whether it continues to exist. That's all the time we've got for this week. Thank you, Philly Chris, for being here. As always, stick around for We the People, the Constitution Matters. Pastor David Whitney, Professor Philadelphia, I'll be joining as your legal analyst. We'll always love you, little lovely girl. Daddy loves you. Have a safe weekend, folks. Peace, everybody.